This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 250, What Would You Do With $10 Million? By Sam of FinancialSamurai.com. And hi again, everybody. I am Dan, your host here on Optimal Finance Daily. Each weekday, I'm here reading to you from some of the very best personal finance blogs anywhere. And before we get into today's post, I want to remind you that if you have any topic requests, come share them with us at oldpodcast.com. Maybe you have an author that you've read that you'd like to try to have us read here on the podcast or maybe a subject that we haven't covered that you'd like to see covered. Come share those ideas again at oldpodcast.com. And if you wanna work your way towards $10 million, you should check out Jason Hartman and his Creating Wealth podcast. He's helping out our show and you can help us by checking out his show too. Just come by oldpodcast.com slash wealth to learn much more. But for now, let's hear today's post as we optimize your life. What would you do with $10 million? By Sam of FinancialSamurai.com. In The Samurai Method to Maximizing Investment Returns, I mentioned a long-term goal of accumulating $10 million in stocks and bonds in order to generate at least $200,000 a year in dividend income. Now, $10 million sounds like a lot, but dreaming is free, and I dream all the time because I'm frugal. Using the slice and dice methodology, I've got specific value and income target goals for real estate, risk-free income, book sales, P2P income, and online income in addition to stocks and bonds. Everything is neatly partitioned so I can have a clearer focus on how to maximize effort and income. But what if $10 million after taxes just fell into your lap? Would your life really change if you didn't have a day job or loved your day job and had enough food, clothing, and shelter? I'm not so sure anything would change at all. Spending $10 million. Here's how I think I'd spend 10 million if it suddenly appeared in my bank account. I'd like you to go through the same exercise. One, do nothing. I'd first sit on the 10 million for three months to let the initial excitement wear off. Money is most easily blown when it first comes in. This is when we get in the most trouble, especially if we didn't spend years earning our money. Besides, I think it would be fun to look at a savings account with eight digits. Spend $0. What's left? 10 million. Two, bolster up weaknesses. I do a net worth analysis to see where I'm light on assets. Given I bought another property last year, I'm a little too heavy in real estate than I would like, about 40% of net worth versus 30% desired. Hence, I'd allocate money toward public equities, risk-free assets, and private equity investments. By keeping 40% of the $10 million windfall, I know I'll be safe no matter what I do with the other 60%. Spend invest, 4 million. What's left? 6 million. Three, pay down some debt. I've got two remaining rental property mortgages I'd like to pay off, my Lake Tahoe vacation property and my single family home rental. Both are cash flow positive, but I like the idea of having a one-to-one debt to cash ratio for financial security. Spend, 1 million. What's left? 5 million. Four, help family and friends. I'd ask my parents, sister, in-laws, close friends, and other loved ones if they are in need of any financial assistance. I then take care of all their needs without telling them how much I actually have. It's important to have the optionality to help others without others always expecting you to help them. Spend 1.5 million. What's left? 3.5 million. Five, create a perpetual giving machine. I'd set up a $3 million trust to perpetually donate to a particular charity based off the returns generated from the principal. With a 2% to 5% rate of return, I could donate $60,000 to $150,000 a year forever. Right now, 
The Perpetual Giving Machine is only donating $9.88 at a time with each sale of the Best of Financial Samurai ebook. Spend $3 million. What's left? $500,000. 6. Live a little. With the remaining 5%, I'd finally let loose by spending it on various things. 1. Build new products onto the Financial Samurai platform, such as a mobile app for $30,000. 2. Perhaps buy a Range Rover Sport HSE in two years when my Honda Fit lease is up for $70,000. 3. Buy a first-class around-the-world luxury cruise for my parents for $60,000. 4. Build a 750-square-foot extension on my house with a couple decks that will cost $200,000. 5. Remodel my parents' kitchen and bathrooms in Honolulu while they are on their world cruise for $130,000. 6. Buy some new tennis rackets for four hundred. dollars 7. Buy some new clothes, since I haven't been shopping in five years. $2,000. 8. Replace a couple sofas for $7,000. 9. Try some new fancy restaurants with friends for $2,000. And that's about it. Life doesn't change much. At first, I thought maybe I'd buy a $5 million house in Pacific Heights if I inherited $10 million. But then I thought about the maintenance costs and $65,000 a year in property taxes. That is just an outrageous amount of waste. I've been to several $5 million houses before and they aren't nice enough for me to move from my cozy 2,000 square foot house overlooking the ocean. I'd feel a little silly living in a house so big, like 3,000, 4,000 square feet with just the two of us. Then I thought about buying a sports car like a Porsche 911 Turbo for 170,000 as any warm-blooded middle-aged man would do. But then I realized how stupid it would be to drive 40 miles per hour at the most in the hilly, potholed roads of San Francisco. I'll probably end up just driving my Honda Fit around for five years instead. Helping my parents and in-laws live the most comfortable life possible is important, but given I know my parents are already financially secure due to a lack of debt and a healthy pension, I'm not worried. My in-laws don't need that much to live a happy life either. Ideally, I'd like to create multi-generational financial security with part of this $10 million windfall. True value. Going through this fun exercise makes me reappreciate the value of freedom. If you have all the money in the world but don't have the freedom to do what you want, is it really worth being so rich? I don't think so. Do your best to optimize your life for freedom while discovering what is the minimum amount of money you need to be happy. Because I already have the freedom to choose how to spend all my time, $10 million doesn't do much to change my life. However, if I was stuck in a job I didn't love, then I'm sure I'd negotiate a severance package tomorrow. It's kind of sad that $10 million only earns you around $200,000 to $250,000 risk-free every year in interest. But Two hundred to 250000 a year so happens to be the ideal income for maximum happiness, so why not shoot for such a financial nut? Happy saving and investing, everyone. How would you spend $10 million? What is really the point of accumulating so much wealth beyond what you are comfortable spending? Would your way of spending $10 million differ if it took you ages to reach $10 million versus inheriting or winning the money? Do you think your life will change much with such a large windfall? The IRS allows you to pass on $5.43 million when you die tax-free and $10.86 million per couple. If you're able to accumulate such levels of wealth, you might as well figure out how to spend or give away every dollar above those thresholds. You just listened to the post titled, What Would You Do With $10 Million? by Sam of FinancialSamurai.com. And uh, that is a common question and theme that we hear on the Optimal Living Daily Network. And if you want help reaching that 10 million, check out the Creating Wealth podcast with Jason Hardman. Jason has owned properties in 11 states, has hundreds of tenants, and in addition to being an investor, he's also a real estate developer and money lender. 
There's a lot that you can learn from this show. He covers a wide range of topics. So if you like the content that you're hearing here on Optimal Finance Daily, definitely check out his podcast, The Creating Wealth Podcast. And you can visit oldpodcast.com slash wealth to get more info. Now, I'm actually going to be reading some posts from him soon as well, so you'll get a really good idea of how valuable his content is. And I want to thank Jason for helping to support this podcast. And by supporting him and checking out his show, you're helping us. So again, come by oldpodcast.com slash wealth and make sure you subscribe to the Creating Wealth Podcast with Jason Hartman. Thanks for doing that and for listening all the way through today. That's gonna do it for episode 250, another milestone here on Optimal Finance Daily. Have a great weekend, everybody, and I will see you on Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.